listening to the World Trade Center Winnipeg podcast for BDC Small Business Week with your host, Mariette Muller. Bonjour, Anne Mariette Muller, President and CEO of the World Trade Center Winnipeg. And as we come to an end of the Small Business Week and our podcast series, we are joined with Johnny Lowen manager of the BDC's Winnipeg Business Centre, to discuss some of the major trends that are shaping the economy and some tools available to small businesses in Manitoba. Johnny, welcome. Bienvenue. Thank you very much. Small Business Week gives us an opportunity to celebrate entrepreneurs. As someone on the front lines with small businesses in Manitoba, Johnny, what value do small businesses bring to the Manitoba economy? Yeah, thank you, Mariette and uh, World Trade Center for having me on. This is exciting, an exciting week for BDC. And I've been in banking for the last uh, 20 plus years and working with businesses for the last 15 years in the commercial banking side. And for me, um, seeing businesses and how they operate every day is a passion of mine. It's exciting seeing businesses grow. And as we celebrate Small Business Week and the theme, Season the Opportunity, opportunity to Build the Way Forward, um, really aligns with the crisis or some of the challenges uh, that our entrepreneurs are seeing. And with every crisis, there are opportunities. And it's exciting to see how uh, our businesses have pivoted. So when I see in the Manitoba economy and how our businesses have pivoted um, throughout the, the pandemic and changing the way they do business, changing their product lines, uh, it's amazing. And BDC has 1,600 uh, clients or, or entrepreneurs on file in Manitoba, and of those 1,600, 35% are manufacturers and or involved in transport. And those two industries in Manitoba, when I think of transport, I think of Centerport, and I see the activity that's happening there. And during COVID, nothing has slowed down in that area, and we have seen tremendous growth. So when I see growth, I see jobs. Right. And when there's jobs, our economy does OK. So it's exciting. On the other hand, I've seen the challenges and the pain points of the hospitality industry and seeing the, the thousands of workers who've had to go to work, not go to work, adjust the way they work and having our, our restaurant owners finding ways to survive throughout uh, the lockdowns, throughout the restrictions. The resiliency is amazing. So when I see all that, that's why I come to work and that's why. You know, we've dedicated this week uh, 42 years uh, of celebrating entrepreneurs, and we are here. I have a job because of business owners. So in the end, uh, they bring a lot of value to all of us, including myself. Yeah, that's well said, Johnny. I mean, it is, it is the, the center of, of all our economy is those small businesses that, and the entrepreneurs that take chances on, you know, the risks that they take to, to start a business or to expand their business, right? So it's fantastic. Now, I know that BDC completed a study on trends on shaping growth opportunities in Canada. Can you give us an overview of what BDC learned in this study? Yeah, certainly. Over the last two years, we've done a number of studies. And, and one of the latest uh, studies that is the labor shortage study, which can be found at bdc.ca. And I'm sure many business owners are seeing this firsthand, uh, trying to get people to come back to work or trying to fill roles that uh, are empty. And, you know, it does come as no surprise, though, that uh, there has been a significant impact in the Canadian economy throughout this pandemic, including Manitoba. However, the interesting thing is employment is actually almost back to pre-pandemic levels. And when I say employment, it's the number of jobs available 
not necessarily the number of people willing to do the jobs. So right. in February of 2020, we had 19.1 million jobs that were available. August 2021, 19 million jobs available. So interesting fact is there are jobs available. The challenge right. is trying to fill those jobs. And we see firsthand, right? We don't have to go very far to a restaurant, to a certain uh, industry and see there's a shortage of trying to, uh, trying to bring in new employment or existing employees back. But even with a, a strong road of recovery, so such as there's employment, it doesn't mean things are gonna get back to, to normal or back to relative comfort. Um, the effects of the pandemic can linger, it will long, likely linger uh, and shape the way we do business in Canada, maybe forever. And so BDC looked at some of the trends and said, how do we adjust? How do we adapt to this new environment? And what does it look like? So we, we uncovered five trends. And uh, one trend I talked about is labor shortages. And there's a study on that. The rise of e-commerce. You know, many business owners have had to adjust and find ways to sell their product virtually. Remote work. You know, we are no different. Another many, many of the listeners, you've had to adjust and have employees work from home and learn how to uh, be productive and also empower and have autonomy in that. That's, an, that's a new world. The environmental crisis, which happened prior to COVID, it still exists. The environment is keen. Number one thing uh, you see out there is, is trying to find sustainability and make sure our environment is protected, uh, along with trying to make a profit. That's important. And then dealing with uncertainty. That's why we're here, right? There's so much uncertainty right now. And in, only if the bankers had uh, crystal balls or the World, World Trade Center had the, the, the future all predicted. We don't know. We don't know what next week's going to bring or, or two months. And a year and a half ago, I remember shutting down for two weeks and going, okay, do our, do our part, shut down for two weeks. Let's flatten the curve. And now we're about 24 months later and we're still kind of riding that same story. And it's, it's interesting. I've not met one business that hasn't encountered one of these trends. Mm -hmm. Everybody has something they're dealing with, right? right. Labor, e-commerce, remote work, you name it. And, and we want to outline these trends so business owners can prepare, seize the opportunity, and frankly, take advantage of it to position themselves for the future. So it's interesting seeing the trends and certainly willing to dive into it a bit. Well, so on that, okay, you're talking at BDC, there's like 1,600 businesses just in Manitoba. You mentioned 35% manufacturing and then a lot around logistics. Uh, what was the percentage of logistics that you mentioned? Well, manufacturing and logistics, I had to combine together 35%. Okay. You break it um, down, you know, almost cut, cut that in half. But yeah, the, the transport industry um, and especially the, the transportation side of it, um, in, our, in our downtown office, we are, we are heavily involved with Centerport and we're seeing the growth uh, the movement of products and goods, we are placed so well in North America, America to move products. No, you're so right. These companies are growing. They're adding, adding mm -hmm. trucks, adding employees, and getting contracts. And that's, that's so exciting to see. Yeah, it's absolutely exciting to see. Uh, Diane Gray happens to be the co-chair of our board of directors at the World Trade Center Winnipeg. And, uh, I mean, we're, we saw the movement there at Centerport. And you're right, let's use what we have naturally, which is our location, our trucking routes, our three rails that are combining together in Winnipeg, our airport that has a large cargo. So, I mean, we have a lot of what it takes. 
You're listening to the World Trade Center Winnipeg podcast for BDC Small Business Week with your host, Mariette Muller. Mariette's guest is Johnny Lowen, manager of BDC's Winnipeg Business Center. Now, you talked about labor shortages and e-commerce as being a, um, a, a definite trend, right? Now, BDC is a great supporter of small businesses and has all kinds of tools and programs and support systems to help them grow. Now, when you think about e-commerce, um, how do you see that impacting small businesses? And talk about what you've seen a little bit around the e-commerce trend. Yeah, certainly. We saw a dramatic increase in e-commerce. When we had to shut down, we had these retail stores and these smaller retail stores that maybe didn't have a, a website or a web platform to sell their products. And they, they pivoted instantly within weeks to get their products online or at least try to get their products to a customer. You know, we've seen the big box stores having to, to shift dramatically. I remember going to Canadian Tire and going to buy stuff online and, and having them have a makeshift place to pick up online orders. So even the big box retailer wasn't quite there yet. Now, a year and a half later, 24 months later, they're in a position now where it's much more seamless. Um, and a lot of the, our retailers, our restaurants, they have a presence now that uh, they never had before, which is so exciting to see. And that, that to me is a, the most dramatic shift. What, what we're seeing, though, is, is not everybody has that web presence. And the truth is, is if you're not online, you are invisible. That's a fact, right? People, and especially now that we're at home, <laughs> we're using the, the, the computer, using Google to do searches. And if we can't search that, search you out, how are we going to know you exist? We're not driving down the road anymore like we used to. We're not like we were before. So how do you get to your customer? So when you see that 50% of our Canadian businesses don't even have a website, you know, that's a lot of businesses that don't have presence. And it doesn't matter if you're selling to the end consumer or to another business. People are still doing search engines to search you out. Absolutely. The good news, it's not that complicated. So if you think about designing a website, there is experts out there. There is actually platforms that you can self-design yourself. You just have to give some thought about, okay, what does it look like? What's my content? And then dig into what does this search engine optimization SEO look like? How can I get presence on Google and be on the first page? Because you don't want to be on the second Absolutely. page, right? Nobody wants to go to that second page. You know, if, if you start researching that and, and either hire it out or do some self-research, it doesn't take a lot of money or time to put a basic website up there. Now, you can always enhance it and you can always compare it to some of the big box stores or the big retailers or big corporations. They've spent millions, but you don't have to spend millions. And then once you have something designed, then you need something to bring people into that site. So social media. And we've seen firsthand how social media has played a role in the last year and a half using even start with LinkedIn, a basic LinkedIn, just getting your own presence as, a, as an individual out there. But then using uh, Instagram, using Facebook, using all these different platforms that push something that draws to your website. And it's, it's, the impact is amazing. Not always easy to track because you can't always somehow link it, but you will get traffic and you will get sales. And I've seen firsthand when businesses pivot and start using the tools, it does work. Such And even tools like newsletters. So going to a website, signing in, so opting in to get newsletters, another way to push out information. And then online ads, that's utilizing the searches, 
I'm sure we've seen the ads pop up. People pay for that. There is value. I was talking to a business owner the other day, and he actually had to turn down 300 requests for his service this last year. He used uh, Google and used uh, the analytics behind the scenes, put ads up every time people search for his product. And he was getting his traffic driven from the searches. Didn't have to have the outside or the inside salesperson reaching out. So it's pretty neat. It works. So e-commerce is a tool that is an asset. It's not scary. And it is the future. And we need to slowly get our way there fast. It would be nice. But we need to adjust because uh, success does come from it. Yes, you're, you're right about the importance of a presence online and the change from driving on the streets to driving in the internet uh, the traffic is in is online and not on the streets anymore in the and i'm sure that bdc's message to companies uh, about the importance of that is key um jenny like i'm sure that uh, bdc is is uh, letting their companies know hey this is your number one thing you should do right now if you're going to invest somewhere invest in making yourself present um, online so and i think that's a great message so We've talked about the labor shortages and the e-commerce. Also, remote working is another trend that came out in the study. Um, do you want to talk about remote working and how does that affect small businesses? Yeah. Well, many of the small businesses, that's a new reality, right? Uh, the remote work option probably wasn't an option uh, for some of the small businesses. And it became a mandatory option, at least for a period of time, had no choice. And even during the last uh, you know, 24 months, you know, COVID being sick or maybe sick has made people stay home. They've had to pivot and still, still make money, still stay online. So remote work uh, has happened even without choice. And 74% of businesses are going to rely on some form of remote work arrangements after the crisis. And I don't know when after happens, but I would say, you know, from now on, uh, 54% of Canadians, when looking for a job right now, this is based on what we found out, are actually looking for options of teleworking or telecommuting when they apply. They want to know they have that option because they've seen what, you know, I wouldn't say luxury, but the benefit of working from home and how the work-life balance plays a role in their own life and they can adjust and do both. And furthermore, as an employer, there's actually studies have shown $11,000 on average savings for every half-time telecommuter or teleworker. So if they're working at home, you can actually save some money as an entrepreneur. Not every job allows that. If you have a CNC operator, they're going to need to be in the, in the business, right? You can't work from home. Yeah. If you haven't taken advantage of some of the low-cost tools, such as Google Hangouts, Teams, um, a number of different platforms to embrace your, your team from getting together, helping your team get together, take advantage of these tools. Uh, they're fairly economical. And they work well. And who would have known anything about Zoom and even Google Hangouts and Teams 24 months ago? It was out there, but not a popular product, right? Or we didn't know it as well. And another interesting fact is 87% of remote workers feel more connected to their team when video conferencing technology is used. It's interesting. On the other hand, 77% of managers, this is in a recent poll that, that was done, felt it was harder to manage a remote team than a physical team. So yes, it's an amazing tool, but it actually puts a lot of stress as you as on the business owner, you as the manager on how to keep everybody working together and maybe in a hybrid model. So as, as owners, uh, if you have leaders or you yourself are leading a team, certainly 
you know, ha- have understanding, create autonomy, you know, adjust, adjust expectations. It, it is, uh, it works. Productivity, and uh, we haven't seen it go down. And actually, we've probably seen increased productivity on a, on a certain side. You don't have to drive in traffic as much. Not that Winnipeg has that problem, but you're certainly in front of your screen and be more productive overall. So. Well, that that's great. And I think you're encouraging businesses to to be open to that, 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 that maybe there is a hybrid approach to, to their employees and that it seems as if it's working elsewhere. So maybe we can we can finish on, on this uh, this topic that I, I find interesting in your trends is um, uh, dealing with uncertainty, probably more than ever. So it's not surprising in a sense that it's part of the trend, but but what kind of insights does the study provide specifically on dealing with uncertainty? <laughs> well, I, I think it's obvious everything is not back to normal. <laughs> And and we know that we've seen firsthand, doesn't take much of a study to show that the supply chain uh, is deeply affected throughout many industries. And that supply chain itself has created a ripple effect on even labor shortages to productivity because you don't have your one product or your one widget to make your end product. And you look at what happen, what is happening in the automotive industry and just what, what one little chip does and backlogs the impact. So uncertainty is going to happen. We, we can't predict tomorrow. Maybe you can, but I, I certainly cannot predict what happens tomorrow. And it's important to have some form of plan. So as a business owner, it is evident that looking at your risk and looking at the risks and looking at what are the contingencies or what, what is my plan? And so you look at employment, you look at technology, you look at the, the, the labor shortages. You know, what, what, is, what is your plan? How are you going to continue operating your restaurant if you can't get your five cooks? There needs to be some form of plan. And it was evident when, when COVID first came out, the first number of months, and, and everybody in the banking industry, we, we were bombarded with requests of uh, some form of interest or principal relief, some form of cash flow, right? Because now your doors are closed. You don't have a war chest. And many business owners, didn't have a Worcester, weren't in the ability to have cash available. So cash flow, and we all say it, cash is king. As a business owner, it is clear and in our studies, cash flow, you need to keep a close eye on that. Look at the what's coming in and what's going out. Look at your payables, look at your receivables. And you need to have a firsthand knowledge of the impact of cash flow and what these uncertainties will do to you. And then within that, it's also clear in our studies that as a business owner, the ones who have, a, have knowledge of their performance live, like a gas gauge in front of them, will be able to pivot the uncertainty, uncertainties because they have information firsthand. It's like driving in your car and if your gas gauge works and it says full or half, you know how much you can predict and even your car can tell you how many kilometers you're gonna drive. If your gas gauge doesn't work, how do you predict when you'll get there? How does your car tell you how many kilometers you have left? And our business owners need to have that certainty or that knowledge. And we would encourage business owners, you know, invest in technology, not just robots, computer programs, invest with partners. So you got accountants, you got bankers, you got BDC, World Trade Center. 
work with them to upskill and gain your knowledge and how to get an understanding of cash flow, how to get a good understanding of performance. Money just sitting in a bank account is not the answer of great cash flow. That's a snapshot of one day. What is tomorrow and the next day's bring? And get ahead of that uncertainty with understanding the possible risks and have contingencies in place. And you can't plan for everything. Right. But you can have some basic plans. And I think we, we know that the last 24 months, businesses have had to reevaluate that. And if we ever go through a pandemic again, hopefully never, we're still not out of this one. Um, I think we're going to be in a better place and better position. Yeah, great, great tips uh, from, from Johnny Lowendy, he's the manager of the BDC's Winnipeg Business Center. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, like, thank you so much. Those those are great tips. I mean, I, I keep in mind your, your whole point about cash flow, uh, investing in technology, investing in support where you need an expert to, to help you with your business, go invest, but that there's also tons and tons of support from BDC. And, and thank you for that. This is Small Business Week and BDC is, uh, is the king of uh, helping small businesses. And thank you so much for, for sharing your knowledge today. Now, I, I am surprised and actually a little bit disappointed to tell you the truth, Johnny, that you didn't mention the importance of maybe creating a new business in developing and producing crystal balls <laughs> for the uncertainty. Oh, wouldn't that be a great business to have? <laughs> I think it's a it's a great business opportunity to develop crystal balls. And on this, um, I will thank you very much, Johnny Lowen, manager of the BDC's Winnipeg Business Center here. Thank you for your support for Small Business Week and your support to small businesses. And it's great for the World Trade Center Winnipeg to be partnering with BDC. Merci beaucoup, Johnny. Thank you very much. And to all those listening today, thank you very much for being part of this great podcast with some great insights from Johnny Lowen from BBC Winnipeg. Merci. You've been listening to the World Trade Center Winnipeg's podcast for BDC Small Business Week, a Phoenix Media production in collaboration with the World Trade Center Winnipeg. You can listen to our podcast anywhere, anytime. Look for it wherever you find your favorite podcasts.